0: Uh, The Bible says, And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like unto thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepeth covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart. And here we see the prayer of Solomon at the dedication of the temple. We're going to use this as a place to start our Bible study tonight. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for the chance to get together. Thanks for the the Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, Boy, the the world calls Wednesday hump day. They look at it as a tough day, but we rejoice that we get to meet together and be encouraged. uh, Encourage one another and then to pray for the needs of people and then to listen to your word, sing your songs, give you some worship and praise. And so we ask that you'd be with the Bible study tonight on this topic and help us to understand its importance in jesus name we pray amen and so here we see in this portion of scripture that solomon is praying but we find that he is standing while he's praying and he's spreading forth his hands toward heaven now we're going through prayer we've told you from the very beginning that this would start with the very elementary concepts of prayer and move through really a a collegiate a course on prayer uh, you're going to learn all the different uh, innuendos and, uh, of prayer, uh, the complexities and the, si- the simplicity of it. Uh, and tonight we're going to talk about this idea, the posture of prayer. Think about that, the posture of prayer. You know, when, when someone gets serious about praying, the question of posture must be considered. Is there a certain posture that makes prayer more potent? Is there a certain way to hold your hands, or a certain way to stand, or do you have to go to a certain place, or face a certain direction? And you understand that every religion in the world that has a prayer element teaches distinct postures for prayer. It could be kneeling, bowing, getting up and down, genuflecting, and all of these are expected to make prayer more effective. Some religions go so far as to teach that prayer must be performed in the right posture, at the correct time of day, in a special place, or facing a certain direction. And of course, the, the modern day concept of that, that most people would understand without getting into the obscure religions of the world, would be uh, Islam. And Muslims in, in Muslim cities, and even over in Europe, they, they have this, that the prayer horn will blow <clears throat> at certain times during the day, and then people will take out their prayer rug, because you have to have a prayer rug, and then you'll get in a certain position, and then you'll face a certain direction, and you'll say specific words, and that's how you pray. Uh, thankfully, none of those conditions to prayer are biblical. Thankfully, we don't have all of those restrictions when we pray. <clears throat> we've understood and we've talked about the prayer is talking to God, and prayer is a benefit of our salvation that's won through the gospel, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now remember, it's our faith in Christ that makes us the children of God. Uh, Through putting our faith in Christ in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, we can have our sins forgiven, our home in heaven is assured, we can have peace with God, and then we get all of these benefits as the children of God. One of the benefits is we get to talk to our Heavenly Father. Now each one of you have children, I like to talk to your children tonight at church, and many of them stop by my office, or they meet me in the hallway, and I like chatting with them. Most of them come by my office and get some mints or whatever, uh, and I love that. Uh, But I didn't get to talk to your kids. Your kids didn't get to talk to me when they woke up this morning or when they go to bed tonight. But wait a minute, my kids do, right? My kids got to talk to me first thing this morning. They called me on the phone today. They saw me when I got home. Last night we put them to bed. And then they had a question, so they got back up. We put them to bed again. Then they needed a drink of water, and they got back up, so we put them to bed again. And then we threatened them, and they stayed in bed. And so, uh, you know, your own children have special access to you. And as the children of God, we have special access to our Heavenly Father, to God. And that ought to thrill every one of us. When my kids come to me, they don't have to assume a certain position. They don't have to face a certain direction. They don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. They can just come to me and say, hey, Dad. And that's how we can pray to God. Heavenly Father, Father, and the ear of the Father is in tune to the voice of the child. And that's a birthright from the salvation that we have through Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if you're as excited about that as you should be. I mean, you think about it, you have access to God. You don't need to go to a special priest. You don't need to go to a special box. You don't need to go to to come to church to pray. I mean, you can pray driving here, you can pray at home, you can pray at work, you can pray anywhere. And the beautiful thing is that because Christ is our mediator between us and the Father, He makes prayer works. And, and, and because of Christ, we can pray effectively anytime, anywhere, about anything, for any reason, in any posture. That's good news. You get into some Asian cultures and sometimes they will they think prayer is more effective if you're walking on your knees up a lot of steps toward the temple. Sometimes they'll believe that prayer is more effective if they're beating themselves and hurting themselves with chains or sticks. We don't have to deal with all of that because we have access to God through Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? That doesn't mean there aren't conditions to prayer, There are certain things you can do to get your prayers not answered, and there are certain things you can do to make sure that your prayers are going to get answered, but those are more spiritual things. Those have to do with the heart, your own heart, the condition of your heart, not some posture or some outward uh, condition. And so, uh, thankfully, we can pray in every posture. That means you can pray while sitting, standing, Kneeling, laying down, right? How many of you pray when when you're laying down in bed at night before you go to bed? How many of you pray first thing in the morning before you get up? And uh, walking, Uh, boy, I've done a lot of prayer and walking. I I enjoy walking outside in nature and praying, going down to the beach and walking down the beach and praying. And so uh, all of those things are effective. Thank God we can pray while driving. Uh, driving down the road a lot of people spend a lot of time in their vehicles and you can pray and I would encourage you not to close your eyes when you pray when you're driving I don't have that much faith right and so uh, but God can hear you God can hear you with your eyes open God can hear you with your eyes closed I had a family member that uh, when I got saved and and started doing right uh, he was uh, an old uh, Pentecostal and he was a kind of spiritual around spiritual people, and he acted like the devil around devilish people. You know what I mean? And when he found out I got saved and I got serious about serving God, he took me out to lunch, and he told me he was worried about me because I was one of them Baptists, you know, and he was worried about me. And we go to pray, and we, we went out for breakfast, and we go to pray, and in this uh, little diner in Indiana, he looked up towards heaven, had his eyes wide open and said, Heavenly Father, and started praying out loud, you know, making a show. And uh, I called his name and I said, why are you praying with your eyes open, looking toward heaven? He said, oh, that's the only way to pray. When Jesus prayed, he looked towards the heavens and he put his eyes on the Father and that's how you pray. I'm like, you haven't prayed in forever. You know, I've never seen you pray my whole life. Uh, But he thought that's how you do it. And some people get locked into these. This is how you do it. Uh, And so. It's important to know what the Bible says about the posture of prayer. Now, thankfully, we can pray in any posture, but the freedom we have in prayer doesn't mean that posture is meaningless. Right? Because the posture you take shows us the condition of your heart. Matter of fact, the the old English word posture comes from the word attitude, and they would talk about the attitude of a, uh, a statue, the attitude of a sculpture. And the idea is that you can tell by someone's body language what they're thinking, uh, what they're doing. If, if you have someone who looks like this, even though you can't see into their heart, you kind of have an idea about what's going on. right? If you see someone with a big smile on their face and they're kind of open and, and they're uh, just talking out, you say, boy, something's going on there. If you see someone sitting over in a corner and they make themselves small, you see, well, you see a little bit of what's going on there. And so, let's not pretend that body language means nothing. Matter of fact, scientists tell us that over eighty percent of all communication is nonverbal. That means it's important. That's why we talk about the countenance and looking people in the eye and making sure you know being aware of what your face is is doing and and uh, the direction that 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 you're. You're pointing, and if you're talking to me and I'm pointing this way, what's that tell you? It means I'm listening to you for a minute, but I'm going that way, right? Uh, interesting counseling tip, if someone's in my office and they're talking to me, but their feet are pointed towards the door, what's that mean? They want to go in the door, you know, and it's interesting. You can, you can tell when people are uh, confident, when they're not confident, uh, when they're proud, when they're humble. Uh, when they're being open or when they're possibly being deceitful. I mean, you can learn a lot of things by body language. And so let's not pretend that our posture in prayer is meaningless. It does have meaning. And so uh, doing a Bible study on posture for prayer is really interesting. And the Bible reveals there are six different postures of prayer. That doesn't mean these are all the postures in the Bible, But it means there are six that are mentioned, and they each have different levels and different purposes. And so I just want to go through these quickly with you this evening and say a couple words about each. And so here we see, back to 1 Kings chapter 8, we see Solomon standing. And thank God we can stand while praying. Imagine if every time you needed to talk to God, you had to get down on your knees or you had to get down on your face. That would be rather inconvenient. And uh, especially if you're in leadership, especially if you're doing something in front of people, uh, it's important to be able to stand up and still be able to pray. And so we can still bow our hearts even though our bodies aren't bowed, right? We can still humble ourselves and talk to God even though we are standing, and that's good to know. Let me show you another portion of Scripture here, Psalm chapter 95. All right, we see the second posture mentioned in the Scripture, and this is bowing down. Uh, bowing the head towards the ground all right so psalm chapter 95 and verse six psalm chapter 95 and verse six. Oh, come let us worship and bow down let us kneel before the lord our maker and so bowing and kneeling are both found in this scripture but we'll talk about uh, the bowing here first uh, bowing down, bowing the head towards the ground is a sign of respect in many cultures. And so you bow, uh, and it's a sign of respect. It's also attributed to worship. Now, in a, in, a, in a few moments, I'll show you there are three different levels of worship when it comes to your posture. Uh, the, the, m- some mainstream Christianity has taken over the idea of praise and worship, that it has to do with, uh, only to do with music, and that's not true at all matter of fact the way they do it is often unbiblical. Uh, worship has to do with the attitude of the heart and what's going on inside your heart toward God and that usually is carried out carried out in posture and so a bowing down is a sign of respect and it's also a sign of worship. And then we see number 3 the third posture mentioned is kneeling. So we talked about standing, we talked about bowing, and now we see kneeling and in this verse 2 it says Uh, O come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. So now we're down a little bit lower. So we see the bowing, and now we see the kneeling. We're actually down on one knee or both knees. It is a sign of submission and reverence. Uh, It's a symbol of profound humility and respect. Matter of fact, in many cultures, it would be proper for one to kneel before royalty. You would bow before someone who would be considered uh, your, uh, Someone who's higher than you in the social status Matter of fact, like in Asian cultures The one who bows the lowest Is the one uh, who is typically in a lower social strata uh, Someone who's a little higher up might bow like this And someone who's a little lower might bow a little bit deeper And they actually measure the depth of your bow By how much respect you're showing Uh, In those cultures, but here we have kneeling and it was a common practice to kneel before royalty So you would come into the presence of a king or a prince or a princess and you'd actually kneel Getting down on one knee or both knees as a sign of even deeper Respect and of course uh, It is our privilege to kneel in prayer before the king of kings and lord of lords And I think it's a good practice that if you're physically able that you pray on your knees You can't do that all the time, and I think you ought to pray a lot of different ways and a lot of different times during the day, but I think you ought to have a time every day where you get down on your knees if you're able. I know some of you that have have had injuries or you get a little bit older and the old knees don't work like they used to. God understands that, and I totally understand that. Uh, But if you're able, it's a wonderful sign because what happens is oftentimes the body, the heart will follow the body. It's true that the body follows the heart and reveals what's in the heart, but you can also use your body and your physical posture to control a little bit of your spirit on the inside. For example, they teach people when they're public speaking that when you get up there, you don't make yourself small, stand up straight and tall, put your shoulders back a little bit, keep your eyes up, and that immediately opens up your heart and your spirit as well and allows you to communicate better. And the same it is with prayer. If I want to get small before God, one of the ways I can humble myself is to bow or to kneel. And as soon as I kneel, that does something in my heart. It's a signal to my heart that I am kneeling before God. I am in a position of surrender, humility, respect, and reverence. We see Solomon uh, kneeled before the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 13, For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long, five cubits broad, three cubits high, and he had it set in the midst of the court. And upon it he stood, and he kneeled down, Upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And so here we have him praying standing, and then we have him praying kneeling. He's lifting his hands toward heaven. And what you'll find is if you pray for a long time, you'll actually change postures while praying. When we have our extended prayer meeting twice a year, or sometimes an all night prayer meeting, when you're praying for a long time, it's hard to stay in one position. And so you can kneel for a while. You can get on your face for a while. You can stand for a while. You can walk around for a while. Then you can sit for a while, as long as you're in the spirit of prayer. Uh, but kneeling is a wonderful thing. It's been my practice for many years, and I try to encourage all of you to do this if you're able. Is uh, I, I usually talk to God for a little bit. I want to talk to God in the morning before my feet hit the floor, and. Uh, sometimes that's not possible if there's an emergency or somebody's sick and you've got to jump up or something's going on. I understand that. But uh, most days I'll talk to God in bed and then I'll roll over before I get up. I'll roll over and get on my knees and talk to God for a little bit. And that's just my way of humbling myself before God at the beginning of the day. When you come at, the, at an invitation, we have invitations on, on our Sunday services, and you can walk down an aisle, kneel at the altar, talk to God, uh, there, there's several forms of humility. There, you're humble enough to walk forward in front of people. You're humble enough to get down on your knees. Uh, God just seems to honor that because He honors the humility and the uh, that posture, of course. And there's some other verses I could show you. We can see in John, excuse me, Luke twenty-two forty-one, and He was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast. That's our Lord Jesus, and kneeled down and prayed. So in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus wasn't just standing around. He was in in a time of profound need, and he got on his knees and began to pray. Amen? So we see a standing, bowing, kneeling. And then a number four is falling on the face. A falling on the face. Uh, look at Numbers chapter 16. Numbers chapter 16. Now some might say, Preacher, we get it. We can pray, stand, and kneel, and we don't need all this. No, I... I Uh, I challenge that, because sometimes, especially if you have trouble concentrating during prayer, uh, taking control of your position and getting in a position of deeper reverence and humility will actually help you. It's easier to concentrate when you're kneeling with your eyes closed than it is driving down the road, right? Right? Uh, And so your position, your your posture certainly plays a role in how much attention you're able to give to God at the moment. And so I believe this is is supremely important. And then falling on the face or or getting down on your face is an even greater form of submission. So Numbers chapter 16, I look at verse 22, and here the people were in great straits, And they fell upon their faces and said, O God, uh, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and thou be wroth with the whole congregation. So here they were really concerned, they were really worried, so they fell down and got on their face. They laid prostrate on the ground. In Joshua chapter 5, verse 14, uh, he said, Nay, uh, but as captain of the Lord of hosts am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant?" So again, Worship tied to posture. I can worship with my head bowed. I can worship bowing. I can worship kneeling. I can worship uh, prostrate on the ground. And I would even say that these are three levels of worship posture. The closer you get to the ground, the more you're humbling yourself. All right, so the first level would be bowing with the head to the ground. The second, kneeling. The third, laying prostrate on the ground. And man, I'll tell you what, if you ever get in real need and you ever get in real prayer, it's easy for you to find yourself on your face and just laying on the ground and just, God, I have nothing. I have no strength. I have nothing to offer. And if you've ever gone through terrible trial, sometimes you have no strength. You might be laying on the ground. I've, I've prayed before in the fetal position where you're just curled up like a little baby in the womb saying, God, I got nothing. I got, I, I got nothing. Or you're laying on the ground like a dead person. Uh, Falling on the face is the highest form of submission and worship when it comes to your posture. Uh, It assumes the attitude of one dead, dead to self-will, dead to soulful desires, dead to sin in the world, but alive unto God. God, I'm totally yours. I have nothing. I I have nothing. I need you. Without you, I can do nothing, John said, right? And so we see the, the falling on the face. And as you read your scriptures you'll find that. Matthew chapter 6 verse 39, we see Christ again in the garden. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible let this cup pass from me, nevertheless not as I will, but as Thou will. And here we see Christ on his face in the garden. Totally surrendered to God. Totally just pouring out his heart. And we see that posture. Alright, next we see the posture of spreading forth the hands. Now we saw that when it came to Solomon but look at Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 15 says and when you spread forth your hands I will hide mine eyes from you and when you make many prayers I will not hear for your blood your hands are full of blood so here he's he's chastising the people of Israel during Isaiah the first three chapters of Isaiah are some of the strongest preaching you'll find from the Lord toward his people and He's saying, listen, I know that, that you have the right posture when you're praying, but he said, I'm still not going to hear you. Why? Because of the sin in the heart. And we know that if, if you have sin hidden in your heart, I mean, you're hiding that sin, then he will not hear you. And so uh, we see the lifting up of the hands. And uh, Lamentation says, Arise, cry in the night, in the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up thy hands toward him for the life of thy young. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8 uh, says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. And so we see two things here. The fifth posture we see is the spreading forth of the hands. Uh, the last posture is lifting up the hands. Uh, and I know that some churches exaggerate this, you know, especially you might see on tv people just kind of out there like this and and i think that that can become a show for sure i never get upset if i'm at a church or even myself if i'm praying sometimes i'll pray alone and i'll give some praise to god or i'll talk to god i'll talk to god but we don't make a show of it where we're just uh you know real emotional and and using our hands to draw attention to ourselves Uh, But at the same time, it is a biblical posture for prayer. Now, the spreading forth of the hands is an expression of supplication. Uh, If you said, can I have some money? Right, see my hand? Can I have some money? I'm reaching out my hand. Why do you do that? You're asking and you're expecting to receive. And so holding out the hands, sometimes we can pray to God and say, oh, God, I really need this. God, I need you to hear me. It's almost like a reaching for the answer. Uh, it's an expectation that you will fulfill what I'm asking. It's, it's that striving, that reaching, trying to get it. And that is an acceptable way to pray. Uh, and then the lifting up of the hands towards heaven uh, was a common posture of supplication. We've read it a few times. And it's a symbol of reaching towards heaven as to touch it, reaching towards God. And although we can't touch the heavenlies physically, we can certainly touch them spiritually. We can touch them with our prayers. And if you've ever been really just caught up in prayer, and I mean really just begging God or talking to God, you might find yourself taking on these postures without even actually realizing it. You're standing, you're kneeling, you're on your face, you're reaching out, you're lifting up. It's not this conscious trying to, to draw attention. It's not this, oh, if I lift my hands toward heaven, God's going to answer me. It's nothing to do with that. These are just the natural postures of prayer. And again, they're an indication of what's going on in our heart. And so there's a lot more we could say about this. But just to sum it up, while we have a lot of freedom in the postures, we pray. We can pray anytime, anywhere, anyhow, about anything. Isn't that a blessing? Aren't you glad you don't have to go to Mecca to get your prayers answered? You don't have to go to the top of some temple mount in Timbuktu to get your prayers answered? You can talk to God anytime, anywhere. What a blessing. But that doesn't mean that our posture is meaningless. And I think that it's good to learn how to use posture to focus your prayers, just like you would take a magnifying lens and the sun can shine through it and you can bring that to a point. Uh, Sometimes I want to focus my prayers through my posture. Getting on my knees every morning is me focusing my spirit and my heart in prayer. Uh, Getting on my face is focusing my spirit, my heart in prayer, Uh, those types of things. And even the average way that we teach people to pray, I think, is, is very telling. So, for example, we tend to pray with the heads bowed and eyes closed. Why is that? Because when we bow our heads, we are showing humility and reverence to God. When we close our eyes, we are shutting the rest of the world out. I'm talking to God right now. When we clasp our hands, we are reminding ourselves that we can't fulfill prayer through the work of our hands and in our own strength. Right? So even though we do things like that, and sometimes we don't understand why, they all have a purpose. And when you understand that purpose, now it brings focus to your prayers. So we bow our heads, we close our eyes, we clasp our hands. Oh, Father, Just changes things. Now, that doesn't mean you can't pray with your eyes open. And there are times when I pray towards heaven with my eyes open. That's not my general state of prayer, but it's certainly acceptable, and we see that in the Scripture as well. All right, so I hope this is helpful to you just as we learn more about prayer, the, the depth and breadth of it, and you can begin using your posture to focus your heart and your prayers uh, toward God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for the chance to uh, meet again here on Wednesday night. Thanks for these that are here. Thanks for the health to be here, the desire to be here. I pray that you would uh, encourage each of us, help us to leave here differently than when we came, and Lord, that you would help us to be prayer warriors and more effective in prayer. Lord, guide us, give us wisdom, forgive us of our sins which so easily beset us, and Help us to keep short accounts with you so we can have a a close walk. Lord, thank you for salvation that only comes through uh, the shed blood of Christ. Thank you for the resurrection that uh, proved with power that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and points towards our resurrection to come. And so, Lord, we ask that you would bless the offering and send us away with thy protection and power so we can go out into this world and do your work and affect people for your kingdom. Be with those who are sick, save those that need saved, comfort those that need comforted, heal those that need healed. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen.